I'm just a bill. Yes, I'm only a bill. And I'm sitting here on Capitol Hill. Well, it's a long, long journey to the capital city. It's a long, long wait while I'm sitting in committee. But I know I'll be a law someday. At least I hope and pray that I will. But today I am still just a bill. Hello there and welcome to What's the Story with USA 2020, a podcast from Ireland full of questions about the American presidential election. My name is Jeff Pagano. And I am still Kigo. And we've decided to have a chat once a week between now and election day, partly about how the American political system works and partly about all the craziness that's going on there these days. How have you been, Kigo? Not too bad. As we were saying, I'm just back from a, a week off in the wilderness, no Wi-Fi, very little internet, so life has been oh, I thought good. you said no wife. Oh, no, hey, don't <laughs> listen, don't say that. Uh, I, I get in trouble. No, uh, all good. Uh, no, no, off the grid, like my hero, Jesse Ventura, and uh, just trying to get my head back into reality now today. How about yourself? Oh, no, just the usual, ticking over. I mean, uh, following the uh, following the news across the pond, there's all sorts of stuff going on. Um, <laughs> but we'll, we'll, we'll touch on that later. But we wanted to, we've been wanting to do this particular um, episode for a while so I think it's about time we did it normally the way we do it is I start with my Jeff Splainer where I just I, I just write out an 800 word uh, piece on a particular topic on how I see it and then we we discuss it and then we move on to something to contemporary stuff later but I think this week um, we're talking about Hillary Clinton and oh, yeah. uh, her her effect on I mean her effect on this election, her effect on the previous election, her overall effect on American politics and um, everything else going forward. So I thought this week instead of me starting off, I thought maybe maybe let yourself uh, kick off with your impression of her and how she's got on, <laughs> and then we'll we'll see we'll see we'll see see how we get from there. Absolutely. Well, we'll try and keep it under the thirty minutes here because we've got some some news to go over too. And I think the the main thing for us to start off with is we may disagree, but that's fine. Uh, I just like to say happy. Uh, week. Got my boxing gloves on, ready to go. That's it. We're we're celebrating this week the um, uh, Hillary losing her appeal uh, about the uh, deleted emails and the Benghazi attack. We're just celebrating that. Uh, but anyway, no. Um, for me, I, I like the idea of Hillary. I like a strong woman. I like a woman who takes charge. Uh, that's enough of my personal life. But in general, mm-hmm. I think it's important in politics. It's important that we have a female voice. That's, I think we all agree on that. I think when we talk about uh, Harris later on, we're going to say the exact same thing. Um, and I think Hillary started off um, with the right intentions. You know, you look at early life, you look at the work she did. It was all very, very positive stuff. Um, and then, you know, I, I think she is the epitome of what politics does to people. Uh, now, maybe this is me being a bit too naive or whatever. And you've got to play the game to get things done and blah, blah, blah. But I think Hillary was a, a mass, is a massively intelligent person. Uh, really, really great at, at, at speaking to people uh, one-to-one, I'm sure. Not massively, not good in massive crowds. But she started off with the right intentions. That's the most important part because a lot of people, like our our current target in these podcasts, doesn't start with the right intention. Hillary did. And so she gets into politics, though, gets attached to Bill, which is an issue in itself, which might be another podcast. I think in general, if you talk to people or if you watch interviews with people who um, have interviewed Bill's victims, um, they always, or some of them will say Hillary is the more dangerous of the two because she knows what's going on and she covers it up. And, you know, the whole Monica Lewinsky thing, the more you read about it, the more frightening it is. But that's that's off politics. That shouldn't be what we're talking about, but it is part of the person. Uh, and then we get into, uh, we'll just fast forward to the to the Obama run and, and how that was uplifting, not just for America, but for the world. Um, I don't think Hillary understood that. I don't think she, I think she thought I'm the woman for the job. 
Um, and I think she felt that the work that, uh, the perceived work that Bill had done, she could just step in. Uh, and as we say all the time on this podcast, it's just because you're a great assistant manager or doesn't mean you're going to be stepping up. Not everyone is Joe Schmidt. Um, and so there was a lot of arrogance, a lot of assumptions in that run. Um, it didn't work. And you've your theories on, uh, on the next run with, with Bernie and, and how all that sort of worked out. And that shows politics. Uh, so that's the, the, the higher level. But the two big things are, um, you know, there's obviously Benghazi and there's obviously emails. And Benghazi is something that is, for us normal people, is 100 million miles away. We, we won't understand the minutia, the difficulty of managing that entire situation. But everyone understands emails. And I think this is the issue. This is part of the issue. Um, if you asked me to produce an email from my Gmail that you would have sent me when I started writing for you 100 years ago, I can find it. Now, if I can't, if I if I if I lose twenty thousand emails, there's a reason why. Now, there's also servers and bathrooms and things like that. Now, that's not new. Colin Powell did it. Uh, I think another couple of people did it as well. But when they're asked to produce documentation, they're able to produce it. Now, maybe she was just ordering everything off IKEA or Ann Summers or whatever. It doesn't, you know, chances are it's nothing important. But the problem with um, when you add in all of this other behavior on top of uh, on top of of the email thing, for example. When you add bad behavior on it, it doesn't paint you in a good light. So people don't assume honesty in it. I think that's what's happened to her. I think people have gone from assuming honesty to assuming dishonesty. Not, not people, some people. She's still the apple of the eye of a lot of people. But I just think she's gone from someone who had so much potential to change the world without getting too Disney on this whole thing. She had that opportunity. And I feel the way she's run uh, with, with arrogance, with... Um, contempt for people, stepping on people. When you compare her to, when we're going to talk about Kamala Harris, we're going to talk about AOC. When you compare her to those two women as well, you see how one of them is not suited to the big chair and two of them are suited to the big chair. But that's, that's, that's kind of broad strokes here. Basically, if you make a mistake that I, shouldn't, that I wouldn't make, I really think you shouldn't be going for the top job. That's basically what it is, aside from her normal demeanor. Yeah, no, that's that. That's fine. I mean, you see, the thing about this is that we we it, this is a tough one for us to um, to debate because we both essentially agree um, that that she was she was a terrible candidate. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the fact that she lost to Trump, yeah, is proof. You don't need anything else. You don't need any <laughs> emails. You don't need any anything else. She lost to Trump after all yep. he did. Um, was it was it that he won or was it that she lost? I think it was more of the latter. Um, mm-hmm. I I've I've said. I mean, the, my overall theory with her is I've said this before, but it it fits in here. So I'll go I'll go through it again. Um, her her political history. She was first lady, obviously, with Clinton um, up until um, 1999. Um, but then she ran for the Senate. She she always wanted to go into politics herself. The, 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 and the thing about her being first lady, she was the first first lady who wasn't going to be doing cooking shows. That yeah. was her thing. And and that was. I mean, there was a lot of women that identified with that even at the time. I mean, it was the the the, the madman era was long gone. The first lady yep. wasn't there just to you know to be to be there like oh I'm the faithful wife you know oh I don't understand all this politics stuff. She wanted to get involved. She wanted to 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 be a voice herself, and she ran. She she made a strategic choice to stick to keep her name Clinton. Um, well, maybe one thing she could have done was gone as Hillary Rodham. For the uh-huh. Senate, I think at the time, but anyway, she she went with Clinton. But she's she she everyone has to realize this isn't the daughter, this isn't a direct relative. This is the what this is a different 
person running yeah. for the Senate. But she went into the Senate, and literally, she was in the Senate five minutes when 9-11 happened. And uh, she had to back she had to back everything, all the craziness that America went after that, mm-hmm. the uh, Patriot Act, the invading yep. Iraq, and all that kind of... Um, she had to back all that. She had no choice but to back all that. She's a bit of a war hawk anyway, but, she, but coming from New York, she had literally had no choice. Anyone. Yep would have gotten that. Mahatma Gandhi was the New York senator. He would have voted to go into Iraq. Um, that's the way that was. That's not defending her. I still think she's a war hawk, but that's, that, that was her starting point in politics, right? You're being, you're, you're being, you're being mature and sensible and we all understand it. <laughs> I know. Like there was no way, I, even if she wasn't, as you say, a war hawk, Mm. I don't think she would have, she wouldn't have backed out of that vote. Very few would have backed out of that vote. The only people like for, I I can't remember which way he went. I assume he didn't, but the people who could have backed out of that vote at the time were people like John McCain, who'd been in there, who'd served and who knew what was going on. Mm. Uh, Hillary was never going to be able to, to back away from that and keep a career. Mm, Exactly. Oh yeah, no, there's that was definite. So anyway, so um, she was, she was in the Senate for a while and then George Bush um, had a second term. Uh, but mostly on the back of 9-11. And so, but it came up to the 2008 campaign. So 2007, she started her own campaign to run for president. And uh, the way the system works is you got the Democrats and the Republicans, they have their own primaries. So with all the shakeup of all the candidates, it ended up being her against this senator from um, uh, Illinois, Barack Obama. And she kind of, I think she thought she was on a path to be the first woman president at that time. But then Barack Obama came along and uh, he was he did a speech at the 2004 Democratic Convention and it was a big deal. He was the keynote speaker. He's a, he's always his speaking is his thing. Might take him three hours to get a sentence out, but <laughs> it's a sentence. It's, it's normally a sentence worth waiting for. Yes. And um, he came along. He inspired people. He had his hope message. He had all this. Um, all this backing behind him. So the two of them were going at it and they were starting to take lumps out of each other. And I was starting to become a nasty campaign in 2008. So what I think, what I, now this is, you know, when we get to this stage, this is a hot take for me. No proof of this whatsoever, but that's kind of why we're here to give our opinion. I think she made a deal. I think she cut a deal with the Democrat establishment. She said, listen, this is getting bloody for everyone. Um, but um, Obama's a little bit ahead in the polls. I could make trouble for you if I continue my campaign. What I'll do is I'll back away, but I want first shot at the nomination in four or eight years' time next time it comes up. And uh, I think she did that, and, and I think the Democrats agreed. And I think, they, I think the Democrats, as well as her, I think they're, they're all guilty of this, the Democrat hierarchy. They kind of said, well, listen, this is dream ticket. We'll get eight years of the first black president, then we'll have another eight years of the first woman president. I mean, what could possibly go wrong? And I think that playbook was running pretty well until a certain Mr. Bernie Sanders came Go along. On Bernie. <laughs> he, he launched his campaign for the, for the nomination and there wasn't a lot of ticker tape at the start, but then he started getting momentum and he yeah. actually won a state in the, the, the primaries. And then having Bernie, after Bernie Sanders came along, along came WikiLeaks and um, they, they found out now, obviously the, the Democrat establishment were doing things to try to suppress um, uh, Bernie's campaign suppressed mm-hmm. Bernie. They, they, they were they're doing the thing. They put it in emails. The emails got out. We all know what happened. These these are different emails. They all got out. All that happened. But the Bernie Bernie campaign was still there. And I think Hillary was like it was almost like Hillary was measuring the curtains. Um, yeah. She was um, she was exactly. Secretary of State. She she served in Obama. She was able to go abroad, meet with all these certain dignitaries, whatever. It was almost like this inevitable succession 
that was going to happen. But the problem, the problem with that succession theory is that they spent a lot of time kicking the Brits out for how, because they had that system. There's a little thing called a vote. There's a little thing called an election. And yeah. um, she, she just, she, she didn't account for Bernie. She didn't account for, and the emails story, it was stupid. The, the, the stupid thing wasn't even losing the emails. The stupid thing was having emails on her own server. Yeah. I mean, that's like a bonehead thing that, that shouldn't happen. And of course, um, they went missing. It's like, oh, well, that doesn't look good. I mean, even if you're, even if you're not up against someone like Trump, who's going to repeat it, who's going who's gonna to yeah. make it like every single one of those, you say they could have been Ikea orders. That's absolutely probably what they mostly were. But he's yeah. going to make out like every single one that went missing is incriminating. That's he goes yeah, to the extreme. Yeah, 100%. I do love your theory. I really do love that theory. My, my only question to you uh, on that is it would mean that she would be able to, uh, what's the way my granny used to say, read the tea leaves. She'd be able to see what's actually going on. And I, I think by that stage, she might have been in a bit of a bubble, uh, um, you know, in that everything, everything had been set out a certain way. Um, and that, you know, she, she didn't, I don't know if she would have the ability to see what's actually going on. Mm. No, I don't know. Maybe the people around her were talking to her. It's much like we're talking about the cabinet that, um, that Biden would put behind him versus the cabinet that keeps changing behind the other guy. Maybe they were talking to her and said, look, we can do a deal here. You can keep your name. You can keep everything in the news for four years. And then we roll forward. Uh, for, for me, the, the thing I loved about Bernie was, uh, and again, this isn't what we're talking about, but it shows the difference between the two. Um, he, he generally didn't change his mind on a lot of things he he was empathetic to people he understood the people in the monday morning commute even though he probably hasn't been in one in 112 years <laughs> he he under he made an effort to understand that whereas hillary made a lot of assumptions in terms of like clinton got a lot of the african-american vote uh bill uh, big 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 bad bill uh and i think maybe she assumed that a lot of that would come over to her when in mm. fact uh, it wasn't it wasn't going to happen uh, i think that's what politics does to people and maybe maybe i'm projecting a bit too much onto her um, because I do I really love the first third of her political career mm. I really think that before um, before Bill gets in and, and all that stuff starts coming out um, I really feel that she was doing great work like you said she changed the first lady they're, they're not cooking shows they're real people strong women that's important uh, and that also frightens a lot of people which we'll get onto with Harrison and AOC too but I think that once all of that stuff with Bill started kicking off and she was seen as uh, an iron lady, uh, you know, painting pictures of victims and things like that. It kind of got really bad. And then that's, and the politics kind of chips away at whatever goodness you have in you. Uh, now, maybe my issue is with politics, not with Hillary Clinton. Maybe that's the issue. Uh, I'm sure she's lovely. Never met her, obviously. But I, I think politics dragged her down to a level that maybe should be out of politics you know yeah. like your theory is perfectly sound but my worry is or my question would be i don't think she has the the sight the, the ability to see what's actually going on based on the people around her um and then you look at the book the her book title what was it called what went wrong or something like that and you're gonna go hillary it was you just hold up a you, mirror yeah <laughs> you said the, the the beginning of this and the only line in this podcast is your first line about she lost donald trump that's it it's mm. all over because like that guy like it's frightening that that guy beat anybody in any sort of popularity contest. Mm. That's the problem with society, not anything else, but it shows you where she is in the standing of a country. If she's beaten by Donald Trump emails. Yes. The equivalent is, and, and the reason I keep going back to emails is 
I don't send work emails from my Gmail. You know what I mean? It's that's how far down we can break this down. And again, it doesn't it doesn't end the world, but it's bad judgment. And if you make a bad judgment on this tiny little thing, your IKEA order, your Ann Summers order, what what judgment are you going to make up here when you've got people's lives at stake? That was the kind of thing. And then all this other stuff kicked off. But I I do think we agree kind of ninety percent in terms of in terms of Hillary. I think, it, and I think the the lessons that we will we will see from that they will have learned in terms of a party is that the, the next two big, strong female candidates, uh, Harris and AOC, who, okay, they're, she's very young. I only realized how young she was after you told me a couple of weeks ago. That's, that's a slow burner one. Hopefully politics doesn't grind her down. But if she stays the way she's going, she's going to be the best president that that country's ever had. Mm, definitely. Um, yeah, don't know. just to finish on Hillary, I mean, I pretty much... Like you say, I agree with everything you said, uh, which makes this for a very boring chat, I suppose. To some yeah, point. I thought we'd be fighting. We've been taking the lumps out of each other. Um, <laughs> no, but what you say about the bubble is absolutely right, and that's the problem. Um, the, I mean, the, 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 what, over the years, there's been this um, uh, consultant class of people uh, behind the politicians. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, it's almost like, um, it, it's like when we, when we talk about rugby, rugby is a very specialist sport. It's got a lot of specialist things about it. And there's fancy terms and terminologies and phrases and stuff and things you have to know, little inside bits. Mm-hmm. Same goes in politics. But in rugby, there's people who just want to go and watch the game and go, yay, Leinster. And in politics, there's all this niggledy stuff. But the, fa- the, the, the fans this time are voters who are actually getting electing government that government so it's it's actually important it's not a leisure yeah. and the, this consultant class has just become so much so much detached and they see a campaign they they their idea this consultant class is idea they see a campaign as how much money are we going to raise um what kind of really clever ads maybe i can get tom cruise to do an ad for us um a really clever ad which you can run in all the strategic states and then this is their first thought they're planning their campaign and when when bernie sanders is going how can i make government fair for workers how can i make government fairer for poor people that's his starting points you know what I mean? And and that's the detachment. My only thing about Hillary is, and it's 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 a little bit in her defense. Um, I think if you lay out everything that she did, the, the the Benghazi thing, that like you said, that was a bit detached because another part of the world. But basically, um, I mean it was an attack. Americans died in it and and it was this, that, and the other. But normally when when you basically attacked America, America's first response is, who did this? Mm-hmm. And let's get them. And let's, because we're the United States of America, we're going to get them. But America didn't do that. They have, they have a congressional investigations as to what happened internally and mistakes were made and Hillary was culpable. But the Republicans amplified that and Fox News amplified that. And they had, they had like eight investigations. She, she did 11 hours of questioning and they found nothing. But anyway, my overall point for Hillary is you take everything that she did in her career. I would even include the kind of subterfuge that was with the covering up her husband's scandal thing. All that political Machiavellian stuff and, that she was doing all through her career. And if you, if you put that exact same biography on a man, I'm not saying people would accept it. I think people would see it as more the same. But I think the fact that there was this assumption that, okay, well, if we have a woman in politics, it's going to be better because women are better. Women are this, that, and the other. But from her point of view, 
I think this is wrong. I don't think she should have thought this. I think for her point of view, well, this is the stuff I have to do to play the game. This yeah, is how the yeah. game is played. So she was doing it. I don't agree with that, but I think that's what she was doing. And I think the fact that she was a woman made it worse and made it easier for Trump to go, well, look at this with the emails. You know, she thinks she's a woman. She's like, I don't, she, she can run the country because she's a woman. Well, look, emails, Benghazi. She's not this great. Clinton Foundation. All this stuff, you know, and it was it made it a little, made it a lot easier to take her down. So it's it, it. I thought it was a lot more nuanced, you know. But um, listen, well, you're, you're, I think I think you're right. I think I think we've we we've kind of had a, a relatively grown up and mature conversation about something where I thought we might have a little bit of a fight. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I think maybe she broke the this glass ceiling that you know for for female candidates, female presidents. Maybe that's what she did. Mm. You know, she showed that you got you know. She played the game, and this is where she is. So you've got to be better, maybe. Yeah, you know, and that's that's what they're trying to do now. I just, you know what I mean. I, I, it's just such a pity that all of the work that she did, the positive work, was undone by politics. Yes, definitely. That's the oh, worry. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And when you were when you were talking about what Bernie wants and his starting point, you nearly made me cry. <laughs> so I think I think we need to get him over here. I think <laughs> definitely. Um, yeah. And the, the the one last thing on Hillary is. Um, the, I just think it's funny how, like, she's done, like, three tweets, I think, or just not many tweets since she lost the election. She wandered in the woods, I think, for about a year. And uh, <laughs> then when she oh, came yeah. out, she did her book. And then she's just, she, she does these every so often, she does a little tweet. And loads of people pile on her, like, you know, as if to mm. say, now, my, my view on that is that the results of the last election, she won, she, she not only won the popular vote, but 66 million Americans voted for her. Mm. So, for the last four years, there have been 66 million Americans who wanted her to be president. I think that gives her a voice. I think she can, that, that, that's given her a platform to have a voice. And besides, for every tweet that she's done or for every time she's spoken out since the election, again, I won't agree with her on most of what she has to say, but I think she's entitled to say it. For everything she said, can you imagine the tweets and the opinions of the other guy had the result gone the other way for the past four years. And I think that's the way he wanted it. He wanted it to be the outsider. He wanted to say, oh, that was rigged and uh, all this kind of stuff. So she's, I'm, what I'm saying is she's still relevant now. Now that the leadership is starting to change and now Biden's going to run and Harris has won, I think, think she should maybe take a seat in the background. Um, but uh, up to now, I think her relevance has stayed. And uh, sure, we'll, we'll just just have to wait and see what happens. But I, I didn't I, want to interrupt you there. I, no. I had a thumbs up, take a back seat. Uh, let the, you know, obviously be there in a more supportive role and let, let this new breed uh, underneath yeah. Biden, you know. I was about to say, <laughs> Biden is anything but a new breed. Yeah. <laughs> let these let these new, new, these new, young bucks. new cast of characters yeah, just definitely. get involved and learn from her mistakes. But yeah. no, that was good. To, I actually enjoyed that. I actually told uh, my family that we were going to have a Hillary special and that they would be blocking me on WhatsApp after this but I think, <laughs> I think we can still be family after this oh there you go that's brilliant um, well listen that takes us on nicely we're talking about the next generation and the next the next candidate so just we'll, we'll wrap up with a quick chat about um, what happened since we were last chatting and um, the Biden finally named uh, Kamala Harris now we'll get it we'll get this right from the start it's comma like the punctuation mark so you say Kamala Harris. So we'll, we'll, we'll get that right from the word go. Um, Kamala is a wrestler from uh, the deepest, darkest Uganda from 1980s WWF. So and he very was Harris as well. Was his name Harris as well? He, he was, was Kamala. Yeah, Kamala Harris. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's another important distinction as well. Okay, so she she was not she was named. Now the um, I was during the run up I was. Um, I was kind of hoping for Susan Rice, 
based on what I knew, but what I didn't know was how closely Harris worked with um, Bo Biden, uh, Joe, uh, J- Joe Biden's son, and uh, all that kind of stuff. So it, 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 seems, it seems like a better fit. Um, and because Susan Rice has never faced the electorate, I think it's I think it'd be good to have a, a strong campaigner like like Harris uh, to and and Donald Trump agrees she's a strong campaigner because he actually donated to her campaign um, back in the past. He he get, he and him and Ivanka both gave uh, a total of ten thousand ten thousand dollars to her campaign when she was running for attorney general in California. So there you go. Um, must, she should she should print that off and put it in the background of the first debate. But, absolutely, uh, I think you're you're dead right about Rice. I'm sure she'll still be involved at some point. Very strong candidate, very good at what she does. But um, this is politics. Mm. If if you're linked to anything that they can they can tear you down on, it negates everything you're going to say. Um, and so that's I think you're right. I think that's why why she was taken off taken out. Yeah, and um, yeah, so it's like the the, the first couple of days, um, I, uh, there, there was a press conference, and uh, someone asked the president. Um, they said, "Oh, uh, someone didn't did an op-ed in a newspaper suggesting that uh, Kamala Harris wasn't isn't eligible because she wasn't born in in um, in the USA." And uh, of course, Donald Trump said, "That's all ridiculous. I don't go near any of that stuff. I don't want anything to know." Of course, I'm kidding. Of course he didn't say it. He just went, oh, I just heard about this. Um, well, what is it you're saying? She wasn't born in America? Oh, well, I would have thought they would have checked that before, but I don't know. I'm just hearing things. I don't know. And it's like, it's like, oh my God, you went there. You, you actually, he's actually no shame. She was born in Oakland, California, not a million miles from where I was born. Um, so she's automatically qualified, not even, why are we debating it? That's not even an issue, but he just wants to put enough doubt in enough people's minds. Yeah. To, uh, Unless he's planning on annexing Oakland. And well, there is of, that. Yeah, but it's 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 just getting it's getting silly again. Mm. And this is and the reason it's getting silly is because neither Trump or Pence can can navigate any sort of debate or conversation with Harris. They can't. They can barely say their name. Yeah. Uh, and they won't be able to get into it. Like if you look at her record and what she's done, you know, we're talking about Bernie and his starting point. There's a, a really big similarity in the work Bernie did with with what Harris has done, public safety, LGBT, all that sort of stuff. I think everyone should just go on Wikipedia like I did two days ago and and just learn about what she's done. It's really, really important. Really, really positive stuff. And politics hasn't killed her yet. hasn't hasn't chipped away at what her actual, you know, her chi, her aura is. Uh, my only issue, and we, you brought it up, I think it was episode two. Um, if Biden didn't say, "I'm going to go for a woman of color," if he just said, "I'm going to pick the best candidate on whatever it is, the 13th of August, whatever," she would have been seen to have been the best candidate out of every single candidate. Mm. Whereas what he did was, in order to score brownie points in 2020, uh, he said, right, this is what I'm going to do. So he immediately took out three quarters of the pool because there's not a lot of women in the Democratic Party because they're scared of women, if we're being honest. Um, and, And most old men are. But if he didn't say that, she would be an even stronger candidate than she is. Now she's kind of, not that people are, if it's brought up, if Pence brings it up, she, she's just going to destroy him in any sort of debate, which kills that whole question. I just wish Biden never said that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's another thing we probably disagree on a bit because um, I understand. I mean, to, for me, the ideal would be, you know, pick everyone on their merits. Of course, that's the ideal. I think um, I think with America's history, I mean, the George Floyd thing kind of forced his hand a little bit. Um, he didn't want to make his uh, he didn't want to make his pick too soon. But he, like you say, he did it for uh, political points. 
um, he did it. He said, listen, I'm going to make a black woman. Now, the lucky thing for him was that there are so many candidates. It wasn't just her and Rice. There was Karen Bass. There was Barbara Lee. Um, and there was, there was all these different, uh, diff- different people. So there was a wide choice, Val Demings, all these people she cho- he could have chosen from. So that it, it, it kind of put into the, it, it forced into the public eye just how many qualified African-American women there are. So it gave that a good spotlight mm. for all that time um, that, that he didn't make a pick. Um, and in the end, he put her forward. You, you, you gave me a good idea. I usually finish the show with a clip. I haven't recorded anything yet, but I'm going to record, I'm going to record a clip of her interviewing um, Bill Barr. Uh, she, he was in front of a Senate committee uh, just after he became attorney general. And um, the Trump has given out about the way she grilled uh, Brett Kavanaugh going for the Supreme Court. He says he was very nasty. She was very nasty to him. And he, he, that angry black woman trope uh, was, was being churned out again by Trump. But I think what was more impressive was the way she skewered uh, Bill Barr. This is Bill Barr. He's the attorney general. He's supposed to be the country's best lawyer. Um, I actually thought she would have made a good attorney general had he gone, had Biden gone for someone else. Mm. But she just grilled him. She asked him a question like, I mean, she does it much better. But she just said, um, uh, has the president implied that he will want you to do his dirty work for him? And uh, she, he said, has she suggested? And then he was squirming in his seat and says, no problem with the question. He goes, well, I'm struggling with the word suggested. And she's like, well, um, it, will, will another word do better? Implied? Did he infer? <laughs> this, that, the other? Like, you know, which word is better for you? And she just had him, oh. had him in the grip, grip of her hand. But I'll, 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 let, her, I'll let her do that herself. Um, she, uh, as a politician, again, it's the same argument. The, the progressives don't like her for some on some issues, especially um, pro, as a prosecutor in California. She she put um, she put a lot of people in prison um, for 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 low grade offenses, and she mm. ran on that. Record. But you could make the counter argument that because of the inherent system, she had to, and she was almost yeah. under more pressure because if she hadn't done that, people would go, "Oh, she's soft. She's a woman. She's soft. She this, that, and the other." So she, 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 there was two forces um, uh, bringing her forward. But she's also shown herself to be progressive on things. She said she was for healthcare, Medicare for all, but then when she got under a little, little bit of pressure, she kind of backtracked a little bit. So I hope she gets the right scrutiny. Um, I hope you know. I, I hope you know, that any other candidate would. Um, you don't want this thing like, well, she's the first African-American female candidate, so therefore she must get, you know, you, you can't take her down at all. I want her challenge the same as any other candidate's challenge. But I think she will be a good um, partner for Biden in the campaign. Um, I, I don't even think it's worth debating how she's going. She's going to destroy Mike Pence. Um, it, it, it's going to be, it's going to be <laughs> unbelievable. Mm. Like it, it's going to be frightening that this guy was, was that is right now that close to the big chair. Mm. When, when we watch that debate, yeah. it's going it, like, you know, whatever about, I think in terms of her, um, you know, incarcerating people, you almost have to reset at certain points. You know what I mean? And that's what she was trying to do. Mm. Uh, now, it's not going to, you know what I mean? You're not going to make everyone happy, but you have to reset. You have to make your your jurisdiction safer for business to come in, for people to go out, for people, all this sort of stuff. And that's what she was trying to do. Now, people are going to get caught in that net. That's the problem. But you can't you can't just go around and saying, you know, pick and, you, you can't go and pick and choose people. You've got to send messages to criminals and things like that. We, we all see it in CSI and all this sort of stuff. Uh, that's an age reference. I don't think that's on TV anymore. Mm. Um, but you get what I mean that she was trying to reset and then she kind of builds everything from there uh, to me it makes sense but again I've never you know 
I'm pale blue. I'm not even white, so I wouldn't be in in the crosshairs of any of that stuff. But um, but I, I do I do see what she was trying to do, uh, and I do see how it can be attacked. But it's also very easy to explain. And again, if Pence tries to be smart, she's just going to eat him up. And and like you were talking about before we went on, that you know they're going to have it in Utah and all this sort of places. If she, when she walks in there and and you know they play the whole Hogan real American team tune as she walks in and she destroys him in, in, in his garden. You know, like I said, it's like, it's like someone walking into your house, making a cup of tea with your tea bags and you doing nothing about it. Mm. You know, it's, it's, it's demoralizing. It's obvious that you've been outdone on every level. And this is going to be, uh, it's going to be a dangerous game. Once that happens once, whether it's in the big debate or in the vice debate, it's, it's all the gloves are off then we're talking birth certs we're talking marriage certs we're talking she's an alien we're talking he's uh he's a robot he's a creepy guy everything is going to happen after that and that's when it's going to get a bit scummy and that's when we're going to have most of our fun on our podcast oh definitely absolutely i mean there's we've been talking for like over half an hour now and we haven't even mentioned the post office um we haven't even mentioned uh there was a you might not have seen this um because you're off the grid uh there was a uh, press conference just the other night and he was going through all the different uh, reporters and just randomly he went to one guy and I didn't know who he was it took me an hour to find out who he was afterwards and your man's question was Mr. President how, do you feel bad do you regret it all for, for um, all the lies you've told all these three and a half years and uh, I was going to go what and Mr. President saying, I'm sorry what was that do you regret all the lies you've told all these years? who who, who regrets? You. Do you regret all the lies? And now you've seen Trump talk to reporters. He says, that's a nasty question. Your fake news. Um, how, what a stupid question. Blah, 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 blah. Do all this. He just paused for a second. Didn't say a word. Went on to the next person. And uh, which now you need to find that clip. That's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll send it to you. It's, um, he, it turns out he was for the Huffington Post. And he tweeted just afterwards, I've waited five years to ask that question. Um, but uh, it was, uh, and it didn't get a lot of take up. And it would be interesting to see what happens to his uh, press pass um, afterwards, yeah. because you hope that nothing happens. And if th- something does happen to his press pass, I hope he gets backed up by everyone else in the press room, because it's a legitimate question. And, um, and it, it deserves an answer, you know, um, but uh, that, was, that was interesting. But anyway, listen, loads has happened, but we're going to wrap it up there. Um, unless you have anything else you want to say before we go? No, it's all good. It's all good. It's, uh, I enjoyed our Hillary debate. It was, it was grown up. It was mature, which is what the presidential debate won't be. Mm. Uh, and I look forward to it. That definitely. I think in maybe next week we'll do uh, conventions. Uh, we'll yep. go back to the regular format and uh, I'll do a little spiel on conventions and then we'll, we'll see what else has happened in the meantime. And even though it's between now and Thursday, just a few days, tons, tons can happen between now and then. So uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. So listen, we'll wrap it up there. And like I say, I'll leave you with a clip of, um, uh, Kamala Harris, uh, Grill and Bill Barr, and um, and uh, until then, I'll see you. I'll see you next week, man. Cheers. Have a week. Take it easy. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, Attorney General Barr, has the president or anyone at the White House ever asked or suggested that you open an investigation of anyone? Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, yes or no? Could you could you repeat that question? I will repeat it. Yeah. Has the president or anyone at the White House ever asked or suggested that you open an investigation of anyone? Yes or no, please, sir. Um, the president or anybody else. Seems you'd remember something like that and be able to tell us. Yeah, but I'm, I'm trying to grapple with the word suggest. I mean, there have been discussions of, of matters out there that uh, 
they have not asked me to open an investigation, but... Perhaps they've suggested? I don't know. I wouldn't say suggest. Hinted? I, I don't know. Inferred? You don't know. Okay.